Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Kaiju Conversation. Joining me as always, my co-host... Haxorzilla. And the man, the myth, the legend, Daikaiju Legends. How are you doing today, Jake? Not too shabby. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're really excited to talk tonight because uh, we're discussing... Uh, with, I would argue, the leading expert on this topic, especially in America. Uh, Zone Fighter. Uh, just, I'm gonna say a little bit I know real quick. Uh, I believe it's, well, it came out in the early 70s, I believe right after Godzilla vs. Gigan. I could be wrong. Uh, 73, same year as Megalon. Awesome, there we go. Uh, Jake, if I say anything wrong, just correct me, because I don't know... <laughs> I'm taking over this I'm conversation. <laughs> um, it was oriented around a family uh, from outer space, the Zone family that I know of, uh, and every week Zone Fighter would fight uh, either an alien or a kaiju, and uh, had some recognizable monster faces join in a couple of episodes and uh it is still yet to see a region one release which i'm really angry so uh hacksaw do you want to talk about anything you know about zone fighter before we let uh jake teach well, us the only things i know about it is that his home was destroyed by the gargoa i think the name one i can't remember gargoa um, yeah and that's only because of your series, and um, I also know that Ghidorah, Gigan, and Godzilla were all in it. Yep, so, yeah, which is, that's kind of what everyone knows about it, which is a bit of a shame. Yes, agreed, because from what I have seen, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Isn't there a terror beast that wields a gun? Yeah, <laughs> oh man, there's a, there's a super funny gif of it, um, Basically, in one episode, I know we're probably getting ahead of ourselves here, but there's an episode where Zone Fighter basically has a, you know, like a Western duel with this, like, gun-slinging kaiju. It's, I forget which one it is, but it's... Zone Fighter's kind of filled with a lot of just wacky moments like that that just come out of nowhere is the best part. Personally, I think that's what makes stuff like that so special. Uh, but I guess, Jake, if you want to go ahead and start, we can discuss the story and characters. Yeah, which I'll do as best I can, because, I mean, the unfortunate truth of the matter is that I still have not seen Zone Fighter with subtitles outside of a few episodes. I actually just bought a, uh, yeah, I actually just bought, I mean, as far as I know, there's, there hasn't even been, like, a fan sub that's even gotten major progress on the show. I know there was a uh, Indiegogo or something for a fan sub to be made, and I know it got funded, so I'm not sure what the status is on that. But uh, actually, at G-Fest this year, uh, just last month, I bought a bootleg DVD. Well, two bootleg DVDs, actually. One is the entire original Zone Fighter show, which is cool to have, because I had only been able to watch it online prior to that. It's a bootleg, granted, but, you know. And then I also bought a second bootleg DVD 
which has um, the three episodes that have Ghidorah and Gigan in them, and those ones are all English subtitled. So, yeah, kind of, kind of like you said, main story is that uh, the Zone family, uh, which consists of Zone fighter Angel, Angel, Angel Jr. and Great, uh, who flee to Earth after the Garoga destroy their planet with a barrage of missiles. Planet Peaceland is their home world. Uh, and so it's kinda, it kind of starts out like a, a rider or a Sentai show almost at times. Uh, the main heroes all will you know, do a little pose and they'll transform into you know, their true zone fighter forms um, and they'll fight the Garoga aliens. Uh, but only Zone Fighter actually has a unique ability where he can actually become a giant-sized hero, which is the moment that you basically realize Zone Fighter was Toho's attempt to cash in on the Ultraman brand, which was probably at its peak popularity, at least until um, much, much later in the Heisei era. Um, just as everyone was doing... I mean, this wasn't even Toho's first attempt at a tokusatsu show. They had done stuff like um, God Man and Go Green Man, which very like extremely low budget compared to Zone Fighter. Um, but those ones also featured some not as big as Godzilla and Ghidorah named kaiju, but they had their share of um, obscure kaiju. Gabra, Gorosaurus, the Gargantuas, all appearing in these shows. Was it, was it Manila also in it? Manila was, yeah, in fact, um, I think it was Godman, where Manila appeared, and the, no no joking, the plot of that episode is that Manila feasts on the blood of children. Oh, God. And he has a pacifier in his mouth, and Godman defeats him by taking the pacifier out of his mouth, which makes Manila throw a tantrum. So, uh. Zone Fighter, the show is um, very much akin to the uh, the early show ultra shows where it's it's very episodic. There's no huge overarching plot, save for we got to stop the Garoga from invading Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show kind of ended before they could resolve whatever plot they had. Um, in the research that I've been able to do. Uh, the show basically it either just wasn't doing as well as they'd hoped, even with Godzilla being a you know, obviously nowadays people know Zone Fighter solely because that's the one where he teams up with Godzilla, but as far as I know, back in the day it wasn't performing as well and so Toho just kind of had to can it because it was higher budget compared to their shows like Green Man so yeah, it's very episodic. Every episode, there's a new kaiju to fight. Um, they're called terror beasts, actually, in Zone Fighter. Um, yeah, and that's—I mean—that's the, the basic plot synopsis, as best as I can understand it. I wish I could go into the characters more, but unfortunately, it's hard to get a big, big grasp without subtitles. But I mean, hopefully, that'll change in the future. Now, yeah. Um, somewhere I heard that. The Garoga claimed to be Ghidorah's original creator. That, that yeah, 
Yeah, I believe so. Um, based on the the subtitle episode, they kind of they basically tote that they, you know, because Ghidorah and the Showa Godzilla era, which that is something to mention. Um, Zone Fighter, as far as Toho has said in the past, um, Zone Fighter is canonical to the Showa Godzilla era, at least like the Megalon timeline and stuff. Um, and you know, Ghidorah just kind of gets tossed around in between alien races as he's used to invade Earth and such. So Zone Fighter kind of... They actually kind of gave Ghidorah closure. Um, and, yeah, they, they basically say, yeah, the Garoga created him. That's, like, his true origin. Um, but also, uh, Zone Fighter is the canonical death of the original show of Ghidorah, um, which, you know, is different from the one in Destroy All Monsters, because that's in the future, but yeah, Zone Fighter was the only time save for Destroy All Monsters that Ghidorah actually was killed, you know. And, and I, I believe the same thing goes for Gigan as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, I don't think it's the don't know if it's the same guy again as the show timeline, but he does actually die. Um, unlike, you know, Godzilla vs. Gigan and stuff and all that, where he just flees the scene, which you kind of realize happens a lot in Showa Godzilla. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that's probably one of the more interesting aspects of the entire plot to me is that it's, I mean, granted, there's no like big tie in aside from Godzilla and Ghidorah and Gigan being in there, but it's pretty cool to know that, you know, there's this other piece of canon that takes place in the Showa continuity, and it's not just the mm-hmm. first um, 15 films or whatever. Yeah. I did not know that, actually, that the Garoga created Ghidorah. That's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like, kaiju origins are contradicted so much in Godzilla, so I'm sure there's some art book or you know, some line in a film that says Ghidorah has different origins, but like, like given just looking at the surface level of the films and stuff, I'd, I'm willing to believe the Garoga just, you know, made Ghidorah and let him run amok before they used him to try and kill Zone Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you weren't on for this episode, but I did create a... Uh timeline that I thought it happened in. I did not include Zone Fighter, and now I need to go back and edit in <laughs> some Zone Fighter. Uh, how... I, I haven't... But, uh... Does, do they reference other than you know, Ghidorah, Gigan, Godzilla, do they reference any of the other monsters or events, or is it very similar to how no show a movie references the other or asks why somebody looks like Dr. Sarazawa but with the alternate Yeah, it's it's pretty self-contained. I mean like you you know, you can watch the whole show and not even realize that it's actually canon, which I, I didn't know until um a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's it's really self-contained. I mean, again, unless there's something in subtitles in some one of the random twenty six episodes somewhere, where they say, "Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the famous, you know, Doctor Sarazawa or whatever." But as far as I know, no, there is no 
connections outside of having three shared kaiju. Hmm. That is, I did not know that. I'm like freaking out over that. That's so cool. Um. So and it ran for twenty six episodes, correct? Yeah, before it was canceled, which. Yeah, like due to financial issues, I'm I'm trying to like pull it up on the side and see if I can't find some other reason. Apparently, the oil crisis that took place in the 1970s had a hand in canceling the show, in addition to you know some budget stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it that kind of ended off on a you know not a usual round number like a lot of Toku shows would. A lot would go to straight like 50 episodes or something. Mm-hmm. But now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Ultraman only last for 25? The original Ultraman is 39 or 37, I want to say. Let me fact check that real quick. I haven't 39 episodes, yeah. So, I thought it was in its 20s. (laughs) Now, Zone Fighter wasn't Toho's first toku show, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. But was it their first time attempting to rip off Ultraman? Like, uh, and I, if it's not a rip off of Ultraman, I apologize. I said I haven't seen it. Oh, it, it absolutely is a rip off of Ultraman. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, everyone was doing that at the time. Mm-hmm. Even Superaya was doing their own um, miscellaneous kind of toku shows with Jumborgays and Mirror Man stuff that didn't really take off, but it was their attempt to be like, hey, here's, you know, it's Ultraman, but new and different. Mm-hmm. And Zone Fighter, just, you know, kind of like the rest of them, like God Man, Megaloman, um, Mirror Man, all these guys just kind of faded into obscurity. Yeah, and it's quite a shame, because from what I've seen, Ultra, uh, uh, Zone Fighter is very it's put together fairly well it is uh, yeah it, um and especially something you'll notice compared to say green man and god man the the suits for all the kaiju like the terror beasts they're really really nicely done and there's a lot of new kaiju so you know that's a lot of money that toho's blowing on all these new kaiju which granted they probably broke down a lot of suits um, and reuse them for different terror beasts, but mm-hmm. you know, like like they, there's nothing about the the monster suits or even the production value that you look at and you, you know, it doesn't make you go, oh, that's not a show level quality thing. Like it, it's generally the same quality that they were putting into their movies. Which, granted, you know, we're saying that is the standard for you know, Godzilla versus Gigan and Godzilla versus Megalon eras. Not not their greatest work, but you know, it's not It's not awful. Yeah, because if if you watch Green Man and God Man, which I compare much more to Red Man, which is um a sideshow made by Superaya. It's just, you know, dudes in suits just uh, like hugging it out, whacking each other. There's n- beams aren't really fired much. There's none of that. It's just you know, dudes in suits punching each other on mm-hmm. the most basic-looking sets. But Zone Fighter is surprisingly high quality for Toho Standard at the time. Hmm. 
Now, uh, I know Ultraman, they reused the roars for other kaiju, uh, specifically, like, the Bolton is the laugh from Matongo, the phone is Ghidorah's cackle, uh, and then lots of Godzilla spin-esque roars. Uh, did they do that for Zone Fighter, or did they generally keep it originaled? Oh, yeah, if you... I think there's a video on YouTube, actually, that shows, like, all the kaiju roars from Zone Fighter. Like, almost every single one is a reused roar from either something Godzilla, or usually Ultraman stuff. You'll hear, like, a lot of, like, Gamora roars, Red King roars, Telazdan, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they're modified, mm -hmm. some more than others, but... Yeah, which, I mean, not that it's the the most, you know, distracting thing, because that, that was kind of the standard during the time. It's just, you know, roars were being tossed around, especially a lot of Ultraman shows. You notice the same roars during the show era being used quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, obviously, even Toho wasn't, um, wasn't innocent from... Stealing roars. Um, Veron, uh, Gorosaurus, and Baragon. Yeah, which are all like modified roars of the original Godzilla. I mean, Toho stole Kemular's roar, which is a kaiju from the original Ultraman. They purposed that into Hedera's roar. So, you know, it's just. Hmm. It's, it's a bit, you know, not tiresome, but, you know, you, you get accustomed to just hearing a lot of the same roars, but. Yeah, that that is one aspect that is sound design in general. Even uh, that's kind of lacking because even Ghidorah's roar. Ghidorah doesn't use his like traditional Showa cackle. It's it still sounds like Ghidorah. You can tell that it's supposed to be him, but yeah, it's it sounds almost like robotic in a way, and it's it's not not to serve any sort of purpose. It's just a cheaper sounding Ghidorah roar. Um, yeah. And then I imagine Gigan was the same because they probably were working with Gigan. He has a slightly different roar, I think, Gigan, but nothing too far off from what was in versus Gigan and Megalon. Now, do you know if the episodes with Gigan, Ghidorah, and Godzilla came out before or after Megalon? Um. Let me see, because the series started airing, oh, what is it, April 2nd of 1973. Um, so let me see when Megalon's release date was. It was April of, wait, nope, that's the U.S. release. Oh, come on, give me a... A Japanese release, please. March 17th, 1973. So every episode of Zone Fighter came out after Megalon released. Um, hmm. And Godzilla doesn't even appear until the, the fourth episode, and he's only in three or four episodes out of the 26, I want to say. Yeah. Which makes it so... a little bit funnier even that it's remembered <laughs> so much, because it's, it's not even like a fifth of the show that he's in. Yeah. So maybe that's why Godzilla gets to know and understand Zone Fighter so well. Is he's already met Jet, and he's like, oh, it's just another giant robot. 
Yeah, yeah. It canonically it takes place after Megalon as well. Like like just at some point between Megalon and um Mecha Godzilla is when the show takes place. So any any time in that period. I don't think there's any specific, but I mean yeah, it came out like less than a month after Megalon, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um for abilities, um I know that in your the first season of Zone Fighter that you made, um he has this uh like sword thing that comes out of his wrist. Oh yeah. Um, does does he use that in the actual show? No, that <laughs> that was just some some power that I made up completely for the show. I don't even use I don't use that ability anymore. Can't remember why I made it. I think it was just zone wanting to have zone discover some new ability. But yeah, zone's abilities in the original show. He's got a good few, but nothing as crazy as a a sword arm. As cool as that would be. No, I'm also <laughs> assuming that uh, same thing goes for the specium gauntlet. Yeah, that was that was an original thing. Hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, special abilities, I believe Zone Fighter had machine gun hands. Wrists. Yeah. Wrists. So he's he's got his little um, you know, the white gloves, like you know, all the, the Ultraman S characters had. Um, yeah. but Zone was kind of unique in that. He would turn his um, wristbands basically into missile gauntlets, um, and so yeah, they basically just became little Gatling guns, um, and that was one of Zone's uh, finisher moves. The other being his proton beam, which is his little um, beam that he fires from the little antenna on his head which is very definitely some sort of uh, a take on that kind of move, which a lot of Ultramen would do, like Ultra 7 and yeah. Ultraman Ace. Hmm. Um, out of curiosity, do you know where and why they chose the name Zone Fighter? So the show itself is actually it's not called Zone Fighter. That was just an English trademark. Made by Toho. In Japan, the show was called Ryusei Ningen Zone, which means, like, Zone, the human meteor. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not sure why Zone was chosen as the name of the, the family, because obviously they're, they're all, they all share that same surname there, mm-hmm. and they all, they're all Fighter, Angel, Junior, Great. So... Not yeah, not sure why, but I mean that's that's just the name they've chosen to trademark. Obviously, they they call him Zone Fighter in the show and the theme songs and stuff, but that mainly caught on, I guess, as a um, an English thing when they trademarked that and basically branded the show as the really really little branding that they've done in the states for Zone Fighter. They've just referred to it as Zone Fighter. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what have they done stateside for Fighter? Like, honestly, it's it's so, so little. Like, I think he's maybe appeared or been referenced in a couple, maybe a comic or something. It's such a struggle to find what 
like officially he's been in in the states because pretty much zones ever like only ever appearance was uh in the show and he's done nothing outside of that so i think obviously people have found out about it probably just through clips being spread online um but as far as i know like the trademark is kind of the the biggest thing they've done and that they gave it an official english name perhaps you know they were planning to distribute in the states but after they canceled the show i mean because it's even seen not the most like rare limited releases in japan um but if you look up like the official dvd sets from i think like 2012 was the most recent one they go for a pretty penny now like mm-hmm. it's it's quite a quite a piece to own the whole official box set um but i mean like you know interviews and stuff has stated that i think some video game zone fighter was slated to have a an appearance in um don't know which one that was but yeah you know they seem like they wanted to do more with zone fighter but perhaps just unfortunate circumstances led them to kind of just leaving it in the dust and sweeping it under the rug just a tad just kind of forgetting that it existed yeah i wonder now because they have the godzilla division of toho i wonder if uh zone fighter falls under that banner godzilla toho if it's just sitting somewhere in toho studios just on a shelf collecting dust i'd be curious to know like I don't expect them to ever do much with it. Like, even a stateside DVD release, I would never expect that to happen. would be incredible if it did, but... I mean, for the time being... Because, you know, because even in Japan, he's just gone under the radar. You know, the only mm-hmm. toys you see of Zone Fighter are, like, the... the weird evolution toy ones that they made. There's, like, a Giga Brain, but... What about the uh, Bullmark uh, Terror Beasts? The, yeah, know. those... I don't remember when those were made. But, there, yeah, there are a lot of figures of the Terror Beasts made by... Um, is it Marmot or Bullmark? I think it's um, one of those. I believe in a video before you said that <clears throat> uh, multiple companies have made different ones. I think... Yeah... But I do yeah, because yeah, sure I know there's a Spiler has a marmot. I don't know the, there's a bullmark of something, but yeah, that's there is there is some merchandising there. There's some toys that exist, but pretty much all of them are, you know, just like the the show itself. Really, really hard to come across nowadays, at least for a you know Good manageable point. price, but. Now, what exactly are the aliens in Zone Fighter? Uh, so like, the, the Garoga are basically just... They're almost like the, you know, the generic aliens that you see in like a Sentai show or something. Um, they're, just, they're a planet that existed alongside Peaceland, the planet Garoga. And they... I I would need to refresh and see like what the exact reasoning is, but I think it's just as simple as they want to take over other planets 
And so they they blow up Peaceland, and then now they're trying to take over the Earth and stop the Zone family from halting their progress. So just kind of a a basic alien race. They don't really they don't do too much, but they're they're pretty interesting looking. But I mean, yeah, there's not too much to say about them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Now, is it more vi? Is it for 60s and 70s US TV standards is it as violent as something say like Johnny Sacco where there's people getting gunned down like every episode oh no not at all I mean there's some there's some like semi gruesome monster moments which I mean obviously is a product of you know that happened in the show era a lot mm-hmm. like there's there's a specific terror beast fight where zone like presses his uh, meteor missile gauntlet into the chest of a kaiju, and you see, like, all the bullets fly out the other side, spurting blood. Um, but, you know, obviously that's... that happens alongside weird moments, like the gunslinging kaiju having a, a duel with Zone, among many other weird moments, but... <laughs> from what I'm able to... It's not too violent. Obviously, you know, it's meant to market toward children and make Toho more money. But yeah. yeah, it's not not nothing too crazy. Now uh do you know who was in charge of naming things cuz I mean this, there's some pretty crazy names in this uh series like uh terror beasts for the kaiju zone fighter uh, do you know why they picked these kind of obscure random names for these, or is that just like? I think it's just, you know, a product of maybe maybe wanting to be unique. I wish I, had, you know, could learn the the whole big thought process. If if there even was one for the show, it <laughs> might have just been as simple as, oh, they're big scary monsters. Call them terror beasts. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, Ultraman just kind of referred to them as kaiju monsters. Ultraman Ace, which came out a year before Zone Fighter, which Zone Fighter stole a lot from Ultraman Ace, actually, um, including Zone Fighter's grunts. And Ace kind of was a little bit... They named their kaiju in that show Choju, which means super beast. So it hmm. could be, for all I know, it could just be Toho's response to that being like, oh, we have a cool, unique name for our monsters, too. But, yeah, yeah, there's not too much out there in the way of info on that. Now, I do know that Zone Fighter also had some familiar faces directing episodes. Am I correct? I believe so. I'd have to get a refresher. I think there was some director of a Godzilla episode, but as far as I remember, yes, there was someone. I I think it may have... Yeah, I looked this up. Uh, Shiro Honda and Jun Fukuda both did episodes. Yeah, I remember Honda. Yeah, I can remember Fukuda, but yeah, I don't know which ones in particular they worked on. Or how many? I'm assuming not 
a ton, but um yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, watching the show can't really tell that an episode's like, oh, that's a Honda directed mm-hmm. episode, but you know. It's yeah. it's still a neat piece of trivia though. Um so yeah, I've now resulted to fandom uh to see there's yeah, there is not a lot of info on this series at all. Uh oh. uh so I guess we can go ahead and move on to the kaiju uh or in this case terror beasts. Um what would you what's some standout terror beasts that uh really caught your eye? My favorite one is Balgaras, I think is the name. Um and he is a terror beast that he's pretty cool. He's got here I'll I'll send a picture of him in chat here, just so you can see who I'm talking about. Um, but he has two forms, actually. He has a kaiju form, and he has a ball form. Like, he pretty much just throws, curls up almost Angara's style. Yeah, here's okay. the ball form right here. And uh, for oh, everybody cool. at home, uh, to kind of describe this to you, uh, um, so he kind of reminds me of G Fantas with the spines. No uh, way. And uh, he's, it. I do like it. It's very interesting. Hacksaw, uh, mm-hmm. maybe you're better at describing things than me. Uh, how would you describe this? Um. Looking at the spines, it. Um, I'm trying to think here. It's got like Zilla style spines almost, where they curve like toward the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I'm trying to. Th- I know that I'm relating him to something, but I can't remember what or can't think of what. Um, I don't know why, but the face kind of reminds me of Telazdon in a way. I think he does use a Telazdon roar. Actually, is the funny thing. But um. For my favorite terror beast, I'd have to say it's the gunslinging one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's wacky. I love that one. There's also a Zandola whose entire head is a giant drill. <laughs> he's pretty funny. Um, there's one that looks like a giant like German shepherd dog, and he's got robot parts on him. <laughs> um, Very unique designs. Yeah, that's for sure. They they kind of just like scream Showa Tokusatsu Kaiju, like just totally bonkers, wacky looking, but a lot of them are pretty memorable. Obviously, a lot of people probably at least are able to recognize um, Warkigar and Spyler, who are two kaiju that Godzilla and Zone Fighter teamed up against, and they're they're Am both I... pretty cool designs. Um, Spyler. I don't know if he is, but he very much looks like a modified Vakishim. Yeah, he looks like a mix. He looks like a mix from um like a robot Vakishim and Velcro in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then yeah, War, a lot of these... War Gilgar is really cool. He's kind of like a, a weird buggy looking dude, but... I don't know why, but when I look at him, I kind of think of King Kong. You know, what's funny is I'm looking at these, and some of these scream Ultraman to me. Definitely Ace. Uh, yeah. And, uh, real quick, I just thought of something. Uh, so, as we all know, uh, Mill Creek is releasing all of the Ultraman series in America, which I personally never thought we'd get. I thought we would always be missing. Uh, do you think Mill Creek, if they were given uh, the rights to do it and the uh, request to do it, do you think they would do Zone Fighter? Uh, Jake? If they, if they somehow got the ability to distribute Zone Fighter, that would be incredible. But since it is a Toho-owned thing, I... Don't really see that happening. I mean, considering Toho already doesn't really invest much effort into Zone Fighter as is, mm-hmm. let alone giving the rights to other people. But I would love to see that happen if it somehow did. Yeah, especially now that I feel like if they were to do it, I, f- I think people would be interested, especially if they wanted to get some of that sweet Godzilla money and slap him somewhere cover definitely uh, um so oh go ahead Axel. i was just gonna ask if you know how much rights zone fighter is like to have him in like the monsterverse maybe Ooh. which would be <laughs> like a one like not even like a trying to think of I, was gonna, I was gonna say it's like n- never would happen probably but I think it'd be hilarious if he somehow worked his way in, even as like a reference somehow. Yeah. That would be hilarious. And I might cry tears of joy. Like maybe it could like maybe it could be a one liner if they do decide to add like like it could be like a one liner like, oh look, Godzilla's fighting in the zone. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean yeah, that'd be Incredible if they work that in somehow. I mean, they considering it's such an obscure piece of Godzilla history as is, let alone you know main the main people who write the MonsterVerse. I mean, I'd be shocked if like you know tweet at Michael Doherty asking, "Oh, what's your thoughts on Godzilla and Zone Fighter?" And he just goes, "Huh," <laughs> but. Yeah, in my in my dreams, I would love to see that happen. It would be awesome. I feel like if he were to be in the MonsterVerse, he would be used as a TV. Propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny to see. Now, uh... Is there any other terror beasts or anything that have really spoken to you? Uh, Aside from some cool designs, a lot of them kind of wind up being generic kaiju. Um, They do some neat stuff with Ghidorah a little bit. Um, I mean, like I already mentioned, he gets canonically killed off in Zone Fighter. But uh, 
they give him an interesting ability in one of his episodes. They he either like wields or is imbued with something called like a dark prism, and basically blocks out the sun. Oh, I, I've not, heard not, that. Not Ghidorah himself, but you know he uses that power to basically stop the sun from shining on the earth. Which in the show's context, based like apparently just makes everything look like eternal sunset. But and doesn't yeah. he doesn't he do something that makes like anti gravity like kind of like mess up or something? Yeah, and there there's a there's a funny clip where a zone fighter like reaches for some floating cars and like gently sets them all back down on the ground one by one. <laughs> um, but yeah, aside from that, Ghidorah's the same. He's got the same gravity beams. There's a couple scenes where he flaps his wings abnormally fast and makes some huge winds that blow Zone Fighter away. Um, but Gigan's, you know, Gigan could be replaced with any other kaiju and you wouldn't know the difference really. Um, but yeah, there's a. Aside from that, a lot of. Terror Beast and Zone Fighter, at least to me, compared to some Ultraman Kaiju, they don't tend to stand out as much. Maybe because we only ever saw them in Zone Fighter. A lot of them have cool designs, but you know, they're standard Toku Kaiju. They're fodder for the the main hero to do some cool action scenes with. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Hacksaw, do you have anything else you'd like to? bring up or discuss about stuff like that? Hmm. Do you know if any suits were reused for, like, some kaiju? I would assume within the show they probably reused some terror beast suits, so just, you know, you know, they killed off one terror beast, and then just kind of say, well, we're never gonna use this kaiju again, we'll just put the resources toward a, a new one down the line. Um, but I haven't been able to find many official sources that say whether or not they did, but it would not shock me at all if one or more of the suits got, you know, recycled into some other kaiju. Speaking of suits, do you know what happened to Zone Fighter after he uh, retired? There's... Actually, some surviving Zone Fighter props that Toho had on display at some event a while back. And I know I retweeted some of them, but they have uh, like the original Zone Fighter flying prop for when he would fly through the air. Um, the suit, I want to say, still is intact. Obviously, really, really, really worn. But, you know, they never used it for anything else, so it just kind of rotted away a little bit and sat collecting dust. But... As far as I know, at least a good majority of it still exists. Um, I think I did not think that would be a thing. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it back on my Twitter. Um, but along with that, I think that a, a car or a plane prop, one of the, the little miniatures, survived. Um, one of the ray guns from the Zone family. I don't know what else. I'll keep going back and try to find this little... While you're looking for that, it's just a thought, but it would be awesome if uh, Evolution Toys made 
um, Terror Beast figures. I would, I would kill for some Terror Beast figures. They would probably have terrible quality. Yeah, but, but at least you but still get it'd them. Be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see. Because I, I unfortunately don't own any Terror Beast figures. Um, just because they're all hyper expensive, you know, like 200 at the least, upwards of three to 400. There's some super rare collectibles that go for like 500, I want to say. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it's um, crazy. Well, with the power of the... Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> can make our dreams a reality at patreon.com slash that kind of <laughs> Here it is. Here um, it is. Found the tweet. So, yeah, the Zone Fighter suit, at least the chest piece, it looks like, and the helmet. Um, there's some dolls of the Zone family, um, some of the Terror Beast missiles. Um, the helmets, actually, of the human forms of Zone Fighter and Angel still exist. Um, and one of the, one of the guns. I can't find the you one know, of the zone, the flying prop, but it exists. It's kind of surprising that out of everything, Toho kind of still has a lot of major parts of Zone Fighter, considering like, there's nothing destroy all monsters. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could be that this was the start of them preserving suits a little better. I mean, because the the Showa Mechagodzilla suit, it, granted, really heavily modified to preserve it Mm -hmm. um but they still tote that around every so often so i don't know it could be the the kind of beginning of that era where they started to respect the suits i mean i imagine wherever they stored the suit it just sat collecting dust for decades Mm -hmm. they never really did much else well, I think we can all agree that if the suit somehow ends up going missing, we know who stole it. Uh, Monster Island Buddies. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, going back to DVD. So according to Wikizilla, there have been two releases of the entire series. One was a single release of uh, six volumes of Zone Fighter. Uh, and then a entire TV box set that I believe you were referring to. Yeah, that sounds correct. That's that's kind of sad. There's not even a Blu-ray. Uh. Yeah, I mean the the digital restoration on the most recent DVD is pretty nice looking. I mean, obviously, you know, it's I would love to see it in full HD remastered on Blu-ray. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, as far as I know, there wasn't much of a lead-up to them re-releasing it. It might have been for a 40th anniversary or something, but, yeah, it's just kind of kind of odd that they threw that in there, as cool as it is. Not a cool price, but... Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, we should... Okay, everybody listening to this, start adding Mill Creek Entertainment every day. When are you getting Zone Fighter? We're going to make this a reality. Somebody needs to start a petition. 
Hashtag uh, zone fighter for Mill Creek. Yes. yes. You know, if, if, you want my, if you want my honest opinion, what might be a better vestment would be to tweet at Toku HD, who is a or Toku streaming platform. Um, you can get on Amazon Prime and stuff. And they have tons of Ultraman shows, including stuff that has never been subtitled before, like Mirror Man. Um, and me and my friend Taylor both tweeted at them at one point asking if they would ever do Zone Fighter as a release. And they kind of just responded. As far, as far as I remember, they responded with, oh, you know, we're always taking requests, so, you know, we'll see what the people want. So, I mean, let me find their Twitter handle and we can, we can slap that in there. Let's get this started. Yeah, at we, Toku HD. You gotta yeah, okay. let, let these yeah. guys know that we want to see Zone Fighter be streamed online with English subs. We are going to bring Zone Fighter to America. That is my goal for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, in about three months when we get that announcement, Zone Fighter coming to America. We started it. We're starting a revolution. <laughs> and if Toho does not allow us, we're going to storm Toho. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, we've been talking for a good amount about, you know, the kaiju, the releases, you know, distribution and all that. Um, so I think to wrap things up here, uh, uh, for anybody that, at home, that doesn't know, when you look up Zone Fighter on YouTube, you don't get Zone Fighter. Well, official Zone Fighter. You get Jake's artwork. Which is, stuff. which is arguably better. Better, yeah. <laughs> so, it kind of, it says something that even YouTube kind of says Jake's stuff here is better and more relevant than the original stuff, which I think should be eventually considered canon and uh, given a actual uh, embargo by Toho that it's official. That would be awesome. So, Jake, how has Zone Fighter impacted you as a filmmaker, content creator, uh, and overall a tokusatsu fan? So Zone Fighter, in a way, was kind of my introduction to stuff outside of Godzilla. Um, when I was younger, I was uh, a big Jet Jaguar fan. I'm like, oh yeah, Godzilla teaming up with a, a robot. Um, and so this is, this is way back in the days when, like, Google Video was a thing, like, separate from YouTube. And, like, on there, by some happenstance, I came across, um, the Godzilla and Zone Fighter versus Wargular and Spyler battle. And I watched that, I'm like, oh man, this guy, look, he looks sick, he's, uh, he's not a robot, he's like an alien or something. And so I kind of got a bit attached to him there. And the, the thing is, a kid, I could never remember his name. <laughs> um, and so, like, I would always have to do, like, endless searching before I found the video again. It's when I'm, like, eight years old or something, I want to say. Maybe even younger. Um, and so that show basically introduced me to the idea of, you know, this, this giant hero that fights kaiju. You don't have to, you know, in a 
series of like 20 to 24 minute um, episodes instead of, you know, watching a whole movie just to see Godzilla pop up. And shortly after Zone Fighter, I wound up finding Ultraman. Also by happenstance, just because it was in kind of a related video section, obviously. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but So over time, I became super, super engrossed in Ultraman. And, uh, you know, when I started up my channel, I'm like, oh, man, I want to do a, uh, like, my own little fan-made Ultra show. You know, be- being inspired by, like, um, Godzilla and his amazing friends and Deadzilla stuff all back in the time. And eventually I, again, like, you know, I was developing ideas for the show that I wanted to do, like, over and over again in my head. And I, I went through all sorts of Ultramen, doing, like, original storylines for all of them. Um, even coming up with, like, a, a custom Ultraman design once or twice. And eventually I stumbled across Zone Fighter again. And I was like, oh my god, I remember this dude. And I, you know, fell in love with him all over again. And I'm like, hey, you know, like, what if I use Zone Fighter almost like, you know, the same way he got me into Ultraman through knowing, you know, Godzilla was in Zone Fighter. Maybe I can do the same thing. So I, you know, I, I was like, Zone Fighter, you know, he's a pre-existing character, but he doesn't have this big elaborate character and backstory. So it'd be cool to, you know, develop my own interpretation and maybe use it to help other G fans that kind of just ignore the Ultra series get into that. Mm-hmm. And I think you have definitely done that. People that don't know what Zone Fighter is are introduced to your series. So you've definitely accomplished that feat of introducing people to a very obscure character. Yeah, which is which is super cool to say. Obviously, you know, there's the the people that still come on say, Oh, oh where's the Godzilla and the Toho villains? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, it's not the point. But, you know. Just goes to show, I mean, how much people attach Zone Fighter to Godzilla. But what people don't know is that off screen, Zone and Godzilla are cuddle buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's an old that's an older reference. Uh and real quick, uh speaking of uh Zone Fighter and Godzilla being cuddle buddies. Uh, uh, I think we can all agree that the original reason, and I think they even confirmed this, why Toho did put Godzilla in, is just for that little sweet cash he has. Um, and I think we can all agree that it may have not worked then, but definitely now it has attracted people to this unknown series. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people... They've latched onto it so much based on that simple fact, which is pretty interesting. I mean, because, you know, I, I wonder about the number of Godzilla fans that have only seen Godzilla's stuff of Zone Fighter, and they haven't really watched the rest of the show. Obviously, if they care about nothing else other than Godzilla, they'll be disappointed to find out that Toho Kaiju only take up about five or six of the whole 26-episode runtime. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and if, uh, I guess we'll move on to your series, Zone Fighter. We've, uh, done a somewhat gloss over it, but, uh, we're gonna come back around and now talk about it a little bit. So, uh, recently, uh, Zone Fighter Season 2 Episode 7 was released to the public, uh, unless you saw it at G-Fest. I unfortunately did not attend the event. Um, is there, uh, Haxor, uh, I'll let you ask a few questions here. Um, so for episode ideas, uh, like, how do you, like, choose the kaiju? Like, what makes you, like, for example, choose Ho for, um, episode three? Is, like, there any, like, real meaning behind that? Sometimes there is, you know, like, Ho as an example, um, you know, because he, he's an Ultraman AD Kaiju, which they explain in that show. The Kaiju all are basically formed and exist from uh, negative emotions from humans. So that, that plays into the story a bit. Um, so that's a lot of the times, like, <laughs> um, but a lot of the time, the, the Kaiju tend to just be, you know, my my favorite kaiju that I, I'm kind of like oh these guys don't really get enough attention. Yeah, and or they or they're just... they're like under, you know, newer kaiju. Obviously, like we we used uh, Snake Darkness in episode seven, which is a kaiju that debuted in March of this year in the Ultraman Rube movie. I was kind of like, oh, he's he's cool looking, but they don't really do much with him. So I mean, it's and a that... lot of yeah, like a lot of just personal preference. That's that's another thing. You've made me look at like kaiju like Ho, uh, Lunatics, and recently Alien Godala uh, much differently. Yeah, which is awesome to hear. I, I love giving love to the the weird, obscure Ultra dudes. You're here for the little guy, in other words. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, uh... When you made Zone Fighter Season 1, Episode 1, did you think you would blow up to be a pretty successful fan piece like it is? I'm sure as, like, a, like a, I say young kid, but that was just, like, four or five years ago. Um, you know, I was like, oh, like, I, I hope I get, like, views on this series, but I, I didn't really expect much of it. It was more so just from pure passion. Um, I wouldn't even say it's gotten massive since then, but, you know, I mean, people keep watching it, which is humbling in itself to me, but it's, yeah, it's just cool to know on its own that people enjoy watching it in the first place, you know, whether I'm getting, like, 10 views or 100 or 1,000 or 100,000 or something, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool feeling either way. Yeah, I I always find myself watching an episode at least once a week. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't watch well, my own uh, stuff once in a month. Haxor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else you would like to ask him about Zone Fighter? Hmm. I'm trying to think of something here. When's Godzilla showing up? <laughs> um, 
I do guess, have, well, Hex, oh, go ahead. Do, do you have plans to include any terror beasts in, like, future episodes? I really, 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 really want to. But it's mainly a matter of, first of all, getting toys of the terror beasts that I would want to include. Well, you could, you could always um, maybe, like, commission, like, Yao to, like, turn a figure into yeah, one. Yeah, which... Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, which I, I have considered before, which would be quite a huge undertaking because, I mean, any of them are going to be a, a massive re-sculpt. Um, but, you know, I mean, kind of like I pointed out earlier, it probably wouldn't be impossible. Spyler looks like a, a re, redone Vakshim suit. So it's probably not totally out of the question, but, but yeah, I would, no, no set in stone plans, but I would absolutely love to include some original zone fighter kaiju at some point awesome um now i was just wondering other than the passion and the want to uh make what inspired you going the way it's going like like the where the plot's going and stuff or yeah so the first season one was just kind of its own thing um, mainly just inspired by Ultraman, maybe it's a lot. And I was like, oh, I want an Ultraman that's not that good at being an Ultraman, and he has to learn how to act like an Ultraman, which they've they've kind of done in a lot of the newer shows. Um, but season two has been a lot of me working to make a better overall story and characters, because um, obviously I'm working with the big human cast now. Um, but episode 7 was actually, I mean, because that's the first episode that was not written by me. Um, and a lot of that episode, when me and my friend Nick, who wrote that episode, a lot of it was inspired by, you know, our experience with, like, the, you know, our own filmmaking and the Godzilla fan film community. And we're like, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on like you know a lot of the times we don't know what we're doing and going forward there's definitely a lot of character focus going forth in the show and it's a lot of it's inspired by i mean i, I hate saying like you know raw emotion because that, that sounds pretentious to say but a lot like a lot of you know one thing they teach you in film school is to write yourself. It's not to say, like, write yourself into a story, but, you know, write stuff that speaks to you. And so going forward, I've kind of wanted to use Zone Fighter as uh, an outlet for just channeling whatever I'm feeling creatively and, you know, use it. It's, al it's always been a platform to me to be uh, experimental in a way. And, you know, it's my own personal playground that I can learn stuff as I'm doing it and going forward like we kind of take that even further where we we plan to get quite experimental especially by like tokusatsu show standards with a lot of the the plot lines and um general tone especially without revealing much yeah um That's i great. have i have a, i have two more questions now, um, the first one is, 
will we end up seeing the Ribbler Spark? I think you called it. Uh, the or like the thing that like captures oh, yeah. dead kaiju. Will we see that <laughs> return ever? Perhaps. I've I've thrown around ideas of what happened to the perimeter spark because obviously at the end of season one, nothing's really acknowledged about it, and Father Voltra gives the the SS zone emblem, peace emblem to zone, which becomes the new transformation item in season two. So I, I've thrown around some ideas. It may not be a major plot line, but I I hope to try and work it in some way to at least where it's you know. Explained a little bit, like, oh, this this thing used to, you know, it disappeared or broke or something, I don't know. But at some point, we'll probably see it again. Alright, and now my second question is, will the fanfiction can? Uh, donate to the Patreon. <laughs> 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 a joke, but in an alternate timeline where TB runs rampant in the universe, oh, e- e- even among robots. Perhaps it'll be canon. <laughs> uh, so, does anybody have any final thoughts on Zone Fighter, or hopes, or wishes, or... Well, I think Jake has been doing a very good job on bringing the character justice. Well, that's, that's 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 flattering to hear. That I'm, you know, I mean, that's that's part of what I tried to do. I want to, you know, do some cool, new, inventive stuff with this, you know, long forgotten character. Um, I don't know, like how much you guys might know about this, but in you know Ultraman Zero's second movie back in twenty twelve, I want to say maybe twenty eleven, something like that. Um. They brought back, Super, Super Aya brought back some of their old obscure Toku heroes like that I was mentioning earlier, Fireman, Mirror Man, and Jumbor Gase. They brought back and basically gave completely new designs and names and abilities and stories and the, the works and just made them completely new characters. But, you know, they're, they're very much still these classic Toku characters. And so I've I've in a way kind of been wanting to be like, you know, let's let's reinvent Zone Fighter and you know, using the original series as like a a base kind of just make a a new a new take on this old weird character. Now, uh I did have one question I've been wondering when will we get Zone Fighter the movie? Yes. Mm. Well, I mean, without saying too much, I mean, I've I've thought about it. I don't know what would constitute as a a movie. I guess we're talking feature length. Episode seven mm-hmm. was nearly an hour long. Yeah, it would have been an hour, or probably would have been much over an hour if. Uh, we didn't have a couple scenes we had to cut for time and uh, scheduling purposes, but you know we've got we've got stuff in the works. I mean, people at G Fest saw something special that's coming much later down the pipeline Ooh. that could be 
this could be somewhat considered that, but you know, we'll, when that time comes, I guess we'll we'll see if it's the Zone Fighter movie that that uh, I've I've seen a couple people request actually, especially like after season one ended. But yeah, it'd be hmm. it's a big undertaking, but it'd be cool to do. Yeah. Um, how long do you plan on making season two? Because I really don't want to see the series end. I don't have a set end episode yet, because um, a lot of the latter part of the series is still being written and refined. Because um, I've got, you know, we've got episodes coming up that are being written by more people other than me. Albert's writing an episode, and Taylor's writing an episode. Um, but over 10, for sure, 100%. Um, awesome. I, my guess is a bit over 15. It could be closer to 20, but, I mean, I would, I would love for this series to go on forever. But um, When you finish Zone Fighter, are you planning on branching out on, and making other things? Oh, very, very much so. Like, part of me is like, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for Zone Fighter to be over, but I'm also not because, you know, I, I love it. Um, you, you know, it's the, it's the same show, counting both seasons that I've been working on, dedicating my life to for the past four or five years or so. Um, but whenever that bridge is crossed and the series eventually ends, um, we, we have other plans. Like, we kind of want to branch out into some again kind of the experimental filmmaking stuff with um mobile suit gundam we want to try some stuff with their evangelion we've been spitballing stuff randomly sometimes um obviously you know you know um a traditional godzilla fan film would be fun to do at some point but yeah absolutely i would love to I mean, you know, eventually the end goal, of course, is we get to make our own original tokusatsu show with Supmation and all that. But obviously, that is that is very far down the line. Unless you support Patreon right now. <laughs> <laughs> if each person donates a hundred dollars. My God! If if every person that watches Zone Fighter donated a hundred dollars, it would it would be a You'd be able to have insane. five movies with Suitmation full <laughs> yeah. with uh, Robert Downey Jr. starring in them. <laughs> the, the, the amount of times that I've like come this close to wanting to ditch the Zone Fighter figure and get a suit have been too many that I could count. But obviously, that's that's an expensive venture. But I know, I know the exact cost of it and what it would take to get it done. But it's a matter of do I completely abandon the stop-motion style that has, in a way, yeah. kind of become the, the heart and soul of the show and try to mix, like, a suit with stop-motion? There's all sorts of weird caveats that come with switching to suits as much as I would love it to be, like, let me just flick a switch and bam, we're suddenly using suits, but... Mm. But I, I'm worried that if you get too advanced, that Toho's gonna like take it down because I think that's what happened with Godzilla Heritage. Heritage, as far as I know, the main reason they got taken down was because they were raising money. Granted, it was oh. going toward the making of the film, but they were still doing a fundraiser with Godzilla being the namesake, 
which you know that's a that's an easy way for lawyers to step in and just be like <laughs> oh no you're, you're trying to make money in in the name of godzilla no 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 because i mean you know they say they're putting all this money into a fan film but they they can't really prove that 100 percent of that money is being used solely for a creative fan work and not you know because if you're if you're like spending even a penny for yourself using someone else's copyright material they're going to get angry about that but i mean i've somehow managed to fly under toho's radar unless they're like secretly watching and just giggling (laughs) in their seats at this poor boy trying to trying to use this old tokusatsu hero um yeah that's that's something that's been brought up a couple times when i've mentioned ways of increasing the the scope or the the production value of the show you know recently i've been looking into photo scanning figures and turning them into 3d models and trying to rig them and oh wow try some try some motion capture work but now that's beyond my like comprehension (laughs) that's been a rabbit hole that i've been diving into but it's you know if, if something works out like that i would love to advance the the show but yeah at the same time i kind of feel like the stop motion aspect is a little bit of the heart and soul of the show or it's you know this this kind of animation type that at least for kaiju films hasn't been abandoned but you know the amount of people doing it has definitely decreased over the years you know it's nowadays it's a lot of mmd source filmmaker mm-hmm. or you know just bashing bandai's together which you know it's it's still toys but like and you still see stop motion obviously you know deadzilla released finally released his fourth chapter of rise of the darkness which is amazing and that you know he he brought back this this stop motion style that he um was doing back in the day and it it looks amazing but yeah you, you don't you don't get to see that too often but then again, you know, you don't see people doing full suits or full motion capture either. So it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a internal battle if I want to officially, like, take that plunge or, or not. I know personally, uh, I, I've done a few fan films. I, I do stop motion, but the time it takes to do it is so... It's very time-consuming, and whenever you're trying to juggle school, work, podcast, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and everything, it's like, I have one weekend to do five minutes of stop motion, and, you know, to make it look good, you gotta spend a little bit of time, especially when you're still getting used to the art of stop motion, and it's just, it's amazing how long it takes to just do a... 10 second scene you know mm-hmm. yeah and um something that's kind of like confused me about stop motion um is that i don't know like for example if i'm making it 23 frames per second um like do i take 23 pictures to equal like a second or like because yes. like i don't know how to sync up like the stop motion with like for example like a roar 
Like, I don't know how many pictures I would take to equal that roar. I just wing it. I just... I, I was going to say, it's, yeah, truth of the matter for me is I just, 100% of the time, I just go with it. Um, I haven't... I, there's been a couple times where I've, like, synced stop motion to dialogue or something, and I've um, done that. There's a video back in the day, Godzilla vs. Manila, where Godzilla says a couple lines of dialogue, and I synced that up. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the time, because I, I also use some, some tools in editing to smooth out the stop motion a bit, um, and, you know, make it a little bit slower or faster, depending on if there's a roar I'm trying to match up with, but I don't know, I, I guess over the, the years of doing it, I've grown somewhat accustomed to just totally going with the flow and guess, guessing almost, but making it work is the challenge. Um, and for, like, when you're doing stop motion, I know, um, don't ask how I know this, but I know that you use 23 frames per second, and, um, uh, um, how many, like, pictures do you take to, like, make it look smooth like that? Like, do you move it very subtly, or do you, like, do, like, little gaps? I always try to do as subtly as I can. Obviously, with some of the figures that I use, like the, the Zone Fighter figure itself, the joints don't always allow for subtle movement, which sucks, but that's just, you know, sometimes the engineering on the figure. But my thing with stop motion, I always try to be as subtle as possible because you can, you can always delete frames in post to make the motion look better, but you can't, you know, add them back in or, you know, without refilming the whole scene or something. Um, but there, there's definitely times where I'll just be like, all right, this is a, a shot that's going to last for a fraction of a second. I can slack a little bit and just do a, a quick one-two animation or something. Well, uh, I guess the last thing here uh, is, I know personally, I'd like to but uh, what's something that you use to motivate yourself to make a, a episode of Zone Fighter work on a full-length feature film in the future? What's something you go by motivation? A lot of the times, I, I, you know, people say it's bad to compare yourself to others. You should, like, you know, be your own person and stuff. But... Like, a lot of the time, my biggest motivators are, you know, I'll see, you know, new episodes of Ultraman, and they're doing, especially Ultraman Taiga in particular has been a big inspiration lately. We're watching that. They have a lot of really cool camera tricks and visual effects stuff that they haven't done for Ultraman before, really. And I'll see that, and I go, okay, like, I gotta, I gotta try something like that now. So I, I'm constantly, like, kind of comparing myself to what's above me i'm like all right let me let me get to this level and then i'll i'll look for the next place to shoot to i mean you know earlier this year we did a, a video on ultraman transformation toys we remade i want to say six henshin sequences from the new shows shot for shot and i did visual effects completely from scratch to match them and that was that was a big case of you know me looking at 
Like, okay, what's what's Subaraya doing for these? And I, am I at the point that I can recreate it basically the exact same way that they did? And so that's, that's a lot of what I do. I, I know I compare myself to like fan films all the time, what other people mm-hmm. are doing, which I, I think that's a, a, you know, a good thing. Obviously, you no, know, not striving to be like, you know, I'm, I'm the, the biggest, bestest fan filmmaker on YouTube, but, you know, just people... That statement is correct. <laughs> All right, well, now you're trying to inflate my ego. <laughs> but, but, you know, just people looking at each other and seeing their peers here on YouTube as motivators, even if they're not directly, you know, trying to get you out to do something. If you're watching something like that and you're feeling motivated to, you know, oh, I, I want to I be like that or I want to try a shot like that. That's that's what tends to get me most inspired. I'll just get in my head while I'm like mm-hmm. driving to school or work or something, and I'll be thinking about all these shots that I want to try and, and stuff, and how can I replicate this this upper level stuff that I'm seeing, and and take it a step further. Now, for me, for me, I'd have to say my biggest motivations are probably uh, the MonsterVerse. And this guy called Daikaiju Legends. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess we've reached the end. Uh, that's a oh, good man. note to end it on. Uh, Jake, where can people find you or support well, you? Well, on YouTube, obviously Daikaiju Legends. But I mean, if you if you look up Zone Fighter, you'll I think usually I tend to be one of the first results somehow. Um, Twitter, find me there as well, Daikaiju Legends. We have a Patreon that people can donate to and they'll get cool rewards and stuff and all that money goes back into making our productions bigger and better. Um, donate to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if you if you wanna see if you wanna see an official DVD release of Zone Fighter in the States, support the Patreon. <laughs> um, I'm legally obligated to say that I can... Patreon ad, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm legally obligated to say I cannot release a DVD, but um, yeah, and then yeah, I guess that's that's where I'm found, really. So awesome. Uh, of course, uh, for the podcast, follow us on Twitter at kaiju underscore converse, k a i j u underscore c o n v e r s. Uh, you can ask us any questions, comments, or even give us a review. Um, if you rate us on iTunes, that's greatly appreciated. Uh, that always helps our ratings. But if you don't have a Twitter or you don't have an Apple device or don't want to rate us on iTunes, email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, uh, all lowercase, all one word. Um, and like I said, we'll read off your reviews. Uh, we gladly take any criticism. Uh, and we we really enjoy that constructive criticism because that not only helps us, that helps you guys because you get the better content. If you haven't already, join our Discord server. Uh, that can be found in the About page of our channel, in the descriptions of our YouTube videos, or on our Twitter. Um, we also have merchandise. Uh, if you want it, uh, it's by T Public or. If you look up Kaiju Conversation shirts, it probably pops up. It's like Tee Public or something that has... Teespring, I, I think? Teespring, yeah, yeah. 
if if you want to, uh, gladly appreciated. Um, I think it helps the podcast. I'm not sure. I just received an email one day, and it said, uh, "Make some sh- make some shirts," you know. And I was like, "Okay, might as well." Uh, so I don't know if you want to go for it. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm speaking too much. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh. That's greatly appreciated, and follow us on any platform possible. Uh, that's always great. Um, and a very special thanks to our editor, Justice, for editing these episodes. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, and this podcast could not do it without him. Um, now, Haxor, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at the YouTube channel of Haxorzilla, and um, you can find me at the Twitter handle of Haxorzilla129. Awesome, and I am your host, ET13 Productions, and uh, I believe, I hope, uh, you can find me on YouTube as ET13 Productions. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I think this has been a great talk, uh, very informative. I know I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. And this has been one heck of a kaiju conversation where we talk big every week i'm working on i cannot we're it, somebody help me with how i should do send offs um good night um, and worship uh, yeah. space bananas yes worship yeah. space bananas right there boom perfect uh thank you guys